Today is April the 29th. What was the Messiah? Let's find out together as we study Mark chapter 12, verses 35. So we've already mentioned that in the book of Mark, the central question is, who is Jesus? And the answer to that question is, Jesus is the Messiah and he is the Son of God. But what is the Messiah? Why does this figure hold such importance at the time of Jesus? In the book of Mark, starting in verse 35, Jesus has been questioned all day Tuesday by religious leaders. Now, Jesus goes on the attack. Later, as Jesus was teaching the people in the temple, he asked, why do the teachers of religious law claim that the Messiah is the son of David? For David himself, speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, said, the Lord said to my Lord, Sit in the place of honor at my right hand until I humble your enemies beneath your feet. Since David himself called the Messiah, my Lord, how can the Messiah be his son? The large crowd listened to him with great delight. Jesus goes on the attack here. He... Um, poses the religious leaders a very, very difficult question. Uh, David calls the Messiah, my Lord. So how can the Messiah merely be one of David's ancestors or, or uh, progenitors? He has to be something more, doesn't he? Yeah, son of David, but so much more. The leaders of religious authority in Jerusalem have no answer. They keep quiet, and the crowd is just as happy as can be. Jesus then also taught, Beware these teachers of religious law. They like to parade around in flowing robes, receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces, how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the head table at banquets, and yet they shamelessly cheat widows out of their property and then pretend to be pious by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be more severely punished. Jesus goes on the attack against the religious leaders uh, this is his application to his own situation. But I want to stop. I don't want to talk bad about the religious leaders. Instead, what I want to do is look at the Jewish expectation of the Messiah at the time of Jesus. First of all, the Messiah means the anointed one the one who has been anointed with all oil. If you look in the Old Testament, the only two kinds of people who were anointed were priests 
and kings. Authorities, leaders, the civil leader, and the religious leader. The Messiah is the anointed one. He is leadership. The Messiah is also David's son. In spite of what Jesus says here, he's not denying that the Messiah is David's son. He is simply saying that he is so much more. Now the Jewish expectation at Jesus' time was that the Messiah would be David's son, but he would be human. There is actually a brand of Judaism. In Qumran, the Dead Sea Scrolls, we find strong indication that in the eschaton, in the last days, they expected to see two messiahs. One from the line of David and one from the line of Levi. They expected a messiah who would be a king and a messiah who would be a priest. Now if you think about this, this kind of makes sense because of the Maccabees. Um, Judas Maccabees was a priest. He led the army to fight against Antiochus IV. He won that battle. And so frequently they talked about him, Simon, in messianic terms. The Messiah would be one like Simon Maccabees, a priest, but also a military leader. The Messiah inaugurates the great and terrible day of the Lord. In Malachi chapter 4, verse 5, Malachi prophesies, look, I'm sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. His preaching will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers. Otherwise, I'd come and strike the land with a curse. The Messiah comes before the great and dreadful day of the Lord. Uh, the Old Testament talks about the apocalypse, but it's in terms of judgment. The Messiah will come to judge. Now, he will give people the chance to repent. He'll give fathers the chance to turn their hearts to their children. Children, the chance to turn their hearts to their fathers. If they don't, the land will be cursed. So we see Jewish expectations of the Messiah. When Jesus comes and in the early church, we see a brand new interpretation of the Old Testament prophecies about the Messiah. First of all, we see that the Messiah is of the line of David but he is also divine. This two-part uh, fulfillment of messianic prophecies. 
shows that the Messiah will actually be divine, will die and rise again. But he does come from David's line. The Messiah will suffer, but he'll be victorious. The Messiah suffers. He's crucified, dead, and buried, but he rises from the dead. He's defeated on the cross, but victorious in the tomb. And then finally, the Messiah came, but the Messiah is coming. Um, This tension in the way we look at the Messiah, uh, he is already but not yet. He's Davidic, but divine. He's defeated, but victorious. Is a beautiful way that the early church begins to summarize its teaching on Jesus. Because of that, we will see more in the next chapter of the book of Mark on the coming of the Messiah when he brings victory to his kingdom. Please like, follow, and subscribe on whatever platform you've used to listen to this devotion. Do you have questions? Email us at questions at becomehope.com. Tomorrow, we'll look at the widow's might.